Good morning to everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of being with Giulio Bonazzi. Born in the beautiful city of Verona in Italy, he is the chairman and CEO of Aquafil. And Aquafil is the largest nylon fiber company in Europe and a top 10 largest in the world. The company was created by his family in 1965. Let's listen to our guest. My family started producing nylon raincoats and then at that time, it was back in 1956, the easiest way and the fastest way to make profit was to take the one of your suppliers. So we started to make our own fabrics and later on, after being successfully making fabrics, to make our own fiber. And this is how Aquafil was born. Back in 2007, we formalized our new idea of what we wanted the Aquafil to become. When you want to make nylon, because this is what we make uh, instead of using petroleum, using waste, believe it or not, the most difficult thing is to find waste. Why? Because the world, as it is today, is being designed in a linear way. So it's so easy to dispose products uh, through waste to landfill or to incineration at the end of life. It's inexpensive and uh, uh, easy. There are basically no limitations. So, I mean, if you want to start from waste and possibly from post-consumer waste like we do, fishing nets, used carpets, uh, plastic scraps or textile trims and uh, fabrics, you have to understand where products end their life and then to go there, collect them and send them back. I mean, uh, reverse logistical systems uh, are to be completely invented. They were not existing before. To give an idea in terms uh, of, uh, you know, size of investment uh, from 2009 till today, Aquafil has spent almost 200 million euros and this to make roughly 40,000 metric tons per year of econi, so of uh, regenerated nylon. It means that we take back more than 40,000 metric tons of waste. If we want to go to 100%, uh, consider that Aquafil is more than two times bigger than this amount, we have to double uh, the investment. So it is something that uh, must come step by step. But also, you have to find the waste, as I said before, and you have uh, to find a way to extract the nylon part from this waste. So you have to invent everything. It's a matter of do it or die. If we don't change, uh, no doubt that in short period of time, we will be without resources, we will deplete the planet, uh, we will destroy many different uh, beautiful things. So I'm sure that it is possible to make this change. And this change uh, is something that is profitable for, for the company and uh, for the industry. So I'm really highly motivated, especially uh, uh, by my people who are not only following me, but are behind me, you know, so they are really pulling myself and driving me throughout uh, developing better solutions for the future. I do believe that it's our responsibility to change and uh, we can't blame someone else. So it's a matter of every single individual to make this change. But of course, uh, if we have uh, a good legislation, uh, this is tremendously helping. Education, because, uh, well, 
where you have a higher educational level, you can create better wellness and people are more conscious of making decisions of what is good and what is bad. And also, hopefully, they behave also in a better way, starting from what we eat, the way we eat. It's really making something also from small little things, you know, that will make the difference at the end of the day. Eco-design, well, this is also in the principle of cradle to cradle. I mean, we have to really uh, rethink of what we are doing differently, not considering the resources of the planet as infinite, because they are not, but I mean, trying really to start from so-called accountability of raw materials for the planet. Because if we want to leave something for the future generations, we have to start saving resources, not throwing them away as we have been doing now for decades. Cradle to cradle and the separation from the biological part, from the technical sphere, is something that has to be considered if we want really to make things in a better way. After being told we were crazy 15 years ago, today people realize that maybe, yes, we have been crazy to start, but it was a good decision to uh, begin this journey. Now we have to work hard together with our clients and uh, suppliers in order to create a circular solution and uh, uh, redesigning products. And sometimes this is not easy because, I mean, it's easy to say we have to make this in a way that uh, we will, at the end, recover uh, the values uh, that are inside through the raw materials. But then, I mean, to make it is uh, hard work. Today, everybody's green, sustainable, circular. The reality is that we are just at the beginning of the journey and uh, we must not lose the focus that, I mean, uh, we have to be humble and day by day trying to make something, you know, uh, heading to the right direction. The next 10 years are crucial. And for sure, in 10 years, it will be clear who is right and who is wrong. Uh, we must not lose the next 10 years. We must try really to make this thing happening as soon as possible if we want to have something or not to lose too much. We need a team of uh, people having the goodwill to, to change and companies that are motivated with the same spirit. Trust is something that is absolutely necessary if you want to, to change, because of course, uh, changing means also to be transparent, not only publishing, for example, our sustainability report that we published since 2007, but opening our intellectual properties and secrets to uh, other partners. So you have to trust them if you want to overcome the problems that are blocking the change today. I am very optimistic about the future. Uh, the, the problem is to understand whether this future is beginning now or will begin in 10 or 15 years. Hopefully it will begin now and not uh, wasting more time. I believe that young generations are really growing up with a different mentality and spirit than mine. You know, I'm, I'm an old man and uh, I always say to my young talents, you have to force me to go on retirement, you know, because <laughs> you are much better than, uh, than, than me and then and then we are, you know, clearly. Uh, when I was born, nobody was considering the planet as something that we have to preserve, but something that we have to use 
in order to reach our scopes and our targets. You know? So young generations are different and clearly uh, they are digitalized, something that me, I am not. And uh, the future is for sure of those who are able to combine sustainability or circularity with digitalization. And so we need really the, uh, to leave them uh, working and trust them that uh, they are better than us and can make beautiful things. Thanks for listening to this fourth episode. And special thanks to our guest, Giulio Bonazzi. You have been listening to the EPA Switzerland podcast. Please join us in two weeks. On the next episode, I will take you to Austria to meet a man who has several heads, a designer who is trying to change the rules of the game.